And time now for another Riz Remembers. And I want to go back a number of years with our broadcast partner on television and radio, Mike Blowers. I want to talk to you about a game in May of 1995. You guys came back after the strike. Thank goodness you did. The season started late April of that year when the players came back and the owners and the players got together. But again, in a game against the Boston Red Sox, you had the night of nights and one of the most incredible nights in your baseball career. The Mariners routed the Boston Red Sox 15-6. to That was a night where you had four extra base hits, two doubles, a triple, a home run, and eight runs batted in. To tie the Mariners club record, Alvin Davis had eight RBIs in a ball game. What do you remember about that particular game against the Boston Red Sox? A number of things. Um, I had been struggling going into that, that game. That was the first year in 95 that, uh, that Lou had made the commitment that Edgar was going to be a DH. So the previous t- two years, Edgar was still the third baseman, and obviously he was getting hurt a lot, and that's why I was getting to play. So in 95, we go into spring training, and Lou put, put us both in the office and said, Mike, you're going to play third every day. Edgar, you're going to be the DH. That's how that whole thing went down. Well, about that point, going into that game, I think, I think Lou really felt that he had made a terrible decision at that point <laughs> because I was really struggling. I saw the numbers. Yes, yeah. I was really struggling, which I always got off to a sure. slow start for whatever reason. Yeah. But anyway, um, we get into this game, and it turns into a slugfest early in the ball game. And I was hitting down in the lineup, struggling like I mentioned. And I can remember um, getting a base hit my first time up, I think it was. So I, immediately it took a lot of pressure off of me. I felt like, okay. At least I got that out of the way. You know, I got a base hit, so survived for another day, basically. And it's the way I felt because Lou had already talked to me a couple days prior to that game telling me if I didn't get it going, I probably wasn't going to be around much longer. So I knew I had to get get hot. I had no idea that this game was going to happen. But here goes this game. And, and at that point, I don't think I had had a hit off of a right-handed pitcher up to that point. And I'd really struggled. And Lou, as I'm waiting, they're making a pitching change. And it was, I believe it was Alejandro Pena. And Lou comes out of the dugout as I'm standing on deck. And he's getting, and Pena's getting loose. And he looks at me and he says, are you ever <laughs> going to get a hit off of a right-handed pitcher? And I said, yeah, I'm going to get a hit off. I, yeah. uh, it kind of made me laugh a little bit. And then it's he, funny. Yeah, and he, he said, well, right now would be a good time. I said, Lou, I'm going to get a hit right now. And he said, if you get a hit right now, I'm going to buy you a steak. And I said, okay, that's a deal. So, one, I was relieved that he didn't pinch hit for me. Yeah. Um, and two, fortunately for me, I ended up hitting a triple, I think, off of Pena and cleared the bases. Um, so, it was all pluses across the board. So, I mean, and, and then it seemed that my season from that game, my season took off after that because it turned out to be my best year, and it took off because of that game. And then now you're at six RBIs. You're two away from the record mm-hmm. from tying Alvin Davis. Here comes a lefty, Derek Lilliquist. And you hit a two-run home run, you tie the record. The southpaw set, and the 1-0 pitch on the way to Blower. Swung on and belted deep to right, and that will fly away. And Mike Blowers has just tied the all-time RBI mark for a Mariner. Eight RBIs in one game, and he and A.D. are now in the book side-by-side. Side. And the thing I remember about Lilliquist is he had a good changeup, sinking fastball, um, and I hit the home run in the kingdom. I hit it into the seats in right field over the big wall. And the reason why I hit it over that wall was because I was looking for his changeup, kind of sitting in between, and I was late on a fastball. It was a fastball that was in the middle of the plate that normally I would hit more left center. But I was, I was so locked in on his changeup that I actually swung a little bit late on his fastball and ended up hitting it out of the ballpark.
So that's kind of the way that goes sometimes. Did you know at that time you had tied the record? I had no idea. And then once I was told that, the the following day, the reporters come in there, and it may it may have even been you for all I know. I don't know. But but they had mentioned that it was Alvin Davis. So for me, that meant a lot just because um, of who Alvin is. You know, for me, growing up in the area, I knew what a great player he was. And just to have my name next to his, I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. For a guy that's just trying to hang in here right now, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and then Larry LaRue wrote the article, and he said, the Tacoma kid lives. <laughs> and I thought that was a great end that to is... the article. And, and what a night for you, Mike. Yeah, no, it was a great night for me. Um, and it, it's, it's funny that Larry wrote it that way because the one thing that I think about all the time is Dave Niehaus. Um, in one of the highlights for one of the shows that we do here on radio, but it's, uh, you know, the kid from Tacoma. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, what a night for you. Yeah, it was a great One night. of the greatest nights in the history of the Seattle Mariners. Eight runs batted in against the Boston Red Sox, and then later on, seven RBIs against the Boston Red Sox. Mike, thanks a lot for the memories. You betcha. And I think Mike Cameron's in the group now, too, right? He's in the club. Eight RBIs, yes. yeah, with yeah. the uh, four home run game pretty, against the pr- Chicago Pretty cool White group. Sox. It's a small group. It's a small group. Pretty cool. And you're in it. Thanks, Rick. Mike Blowers, and that's another edition of Riz Remembers. One-two pitch to Mike Blowers. Now swung on and a high fly ball belted. Deep to center. May he goes back. It is off the wall. So Blowers is going to clean him off again. And he's heading for three. He will have a triple, and Mike Flowers has six RBIs tonight. And all of a sudden, the Mariners lead it by a score of 13 to 6. That one just missed being Mike Flowers. Well, back here at the Kingdom, it's been Mike Flowers' night tonight. What a night he had. The Mariners hammer the Boston Red Sox 15 to 6. But a historical night for the young man from the area. Uh, as you know, he's been struggling all year long. I know he's been thinking about it. He's been quiet. He's been keeping it to himself. And I had a great feeling about Mike Blowers after his first at bat because the double that he had in the second inning was a fastball that was on the outside part of the plate, and Mike did not try to jerk the ball at all. He went right with it, rifled the ball into the right field corner, and I thought that was the beginning of him really emerging from the slump. And what a slump he had. Uh, ended tonight because he had four extra base hits, eight RBIs to tie Alvin Davis in 1986, and he becomes the first Mariner in history to get four extra base hits in a ball game. And he is with us. Congratulations, young man. You must feel like a billion dollars. I'm telling you, it's uh, definitely been the most trying time in my professional career this first month. It's been very frustrating, and uh, like you said, you know, I've tried to keep it to myself and not let it get to the other guys because they're all pulling for me too, but. It's just been really tough, and I've been coming out working early every day, but just couldn't get anything to click. And uh, I saw something today, and I tried it in batting practice, and my last swing I hit a ball out of right center field, which I haven't been able to do all year, and it just seemed to click from there. So, like you said, you know, when I hit that ball down the right field line, um, I knew I had something good. Mike, do you, you has it been tough at home? You take it home with you every night? Well, I think it's tougher on the road just because I'm by myself. Right, but, right. Um, you know, here... It gets frustrating, but my wife has been really good about uh, just basically listening and, and, and not saying too much, just being there for me. But I, I think it's easier at home because, uh, you know, my kids, Ryan, my son, he, he doesn't care if I'm over 4 or 4 for 4. You know, I got to pay attention to him and do that thing. So 
that's made it easier at home, but on the road, it's really, really been a struggle. I thought you had your fourth Grand Slam home run there in the fifth inning. Uh, well, almost. Well, when I hit it, I thought I had a chance, too. I hit it pretty good, and I, I thought I was going to get out. That's a long ways out there. and I thought I had it, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take anything I can get right now. What's been your biggest night of your professional career at any level? Is this it? I would say this is definitely it by far. I've never uh, driven in eight runs in a night. I think um, I had a night my rookie year where I hit a couple home runs and drove in five or six in Texas, but this was by far uh, the most gratifying for me because it you know, got me out of a, a big-time slump and a thing that I've just been struggling mentally with for a long time, so this is by far the biggest night for me. Well, of course, we'll never forget those back-to-back -back games, a Sunday afternoon in Oakland and a Monday night in Texas a couple of years ago when you connected for back-to-back -back Grand Slam home runs. I'm sure you'll never forget that. Never, ever. Um, that was, uh, you know, I, I felt like that, those two hits kind of solidified my spot on the club in 93 when I was just trying to stick around as much as I could, and so that was big for my career, but uh, this was by far the best night I had, and you know, who knows what tomorrow has in store. That's what I keep telling myself every day when I come to the ballpark after going 0 for 3 again. You know, you got to just keep grinding away. So we'll see what happens. Well, I'll tell you something. It's good to see that handsome smile back on your face one more time. <laughs> I have an idea this is going to be the beginning of a fine year for you. Uh, we appreciate the visit as always. And again, congratulations. It was it was fun describing uh, what you did tonight. Well, Dave, thanks for being so patient with me. I know it's been tough sometimes <laughs> to say good things about me, but uh, I really appreciate it. Congratulations, Mike. Thank you. All right, Mike Blowers, the big night, four extra base hits to set a Mariner club record, eight RBIs to tie Alvin Davis back in 1986 when A.D. had eight against the Toronto Blue Jays. And for being our guest, Mike will receive a Timex Indiglo watch from Alvin Goldfarb Jewelers Corporate Gifts Division. 3-1 on Blowers, steps back in to face Pierce. Taps home plate once, waves that bat around. Here's the stretch. And now the 3-1 pitch on the way, swing and a drive deep into the gap in the left center. On the run, Mayhay can't get to it. Here comes Soho. Here comes Griffey. Here comes Edgar Ronnie. Third, the throw to the plate, cut off by Vaughn. In at second with a three-run double. Mike Blowers and the Mariners lead the Red Sox 9-6. And oh, brother, that's got to feel great for Mike Blowers. Shannon Dreyer here at T-Mobile Park, joined by Rick Riz, Dave Sims, and Mike Blowers. Time now for the Emerald Queen Casino Roundtable. And as you know, we saw a very rare feat on Monday. Malik Smith equaled a club record, stealing four bases in a game. He stole home. He stole for the inning cycle. That rarely happens. And for that, Malik Smith is your top-tier player, uh, powered by Arco, where fans who are true to the blue can score quality top-tier gas. Now, that was a lot of fun, and, you know, we talked the uh, next day about things that we really enjoy seeing in games, some rare, rare feats. And it turns out I, I got a tweet from a listener who pointed out a even rarer feat that was done by somebody in this room. I'll, I'll give you guesses on who it is. It wasn't Dave Sims. It was, it was Mike Blowers here. And uh, I, I think you might be a little bit surprised by this, but, you know, Mike did something uh, very did a lot of special things in 1995. You might remember this. The southpaw set and the 1-0 pitch on the way to Blower swung on and belted deep to right, and that will fly away. And Mike Blowers has just tied the all-time RBI mark for a Mariner. Eight RBIs in one game, and he and AD are now in the book side by side. Of course, Mike, you had an eight RBI game. That doesn't happen very often. But in 1995, you also had a seven RBI game, a six RBI game, 
A five RBI game. A three RBI, four, three, two, one. You see mm. where I'm going yeah. with that? I did not know that. You did not know that you did. I knew I had a eight, obviously. I knew I had a game with seven. I didn't remember the six or the five. And the four I remember because of a grand slam, so. Uh, but I didn't. I don't rem- I did not remember the six and the five. Okay. Well, if we like numbers, that's a fun <laughs> one right there. I will throw this out to the group. How rare do you think that is? Well, to to have done all of that or just very want all of it to have very eight the, the numeri- eight, if you're seven, new, I got in you. one year. One of only three guys. Probably happened once. Well, there are three former Mariners that have eight RBIs in a season. Mike Cameron joined the group. Yes. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know, because having eight and then having another game with seven and then having a game with six, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I would guess a handful, maybe more. All right. Well, uh, listener Darren Warren tweeted this to me, and he said that he actually f- figured this out in, um, I believe, 20 years ago. has been trying to find a way to get this been to about you. that long, 20 years ago. <laughs> And uh, I had Gary Hill run the numbers and make sure that this was accurate. There are only two others that did it, and they are pretty good names. Lou Gehrig did it in 1930 and Jimmy Fox in 1938. Hmm. Wow. How about that? That's special. You need to get that, that whole printout framed, blow it up, and put it in the man cave. I think the... Um Thank you for that, by the way, Shannon. Well, thank Darren Warren for okay, that. Okay, thank you, Darren. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, think, I think that the, the last time, actually with Jimmy Fox, a couple of things, when I had the back-to-back Grand Slams at the time, I was the 13th, I think, to do it, and Jimmy Fox was one of them, too, I believe. Ah. Well, that's great company, man. Well, there you go. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing in there, but, hey, it's in the books. <laughs> in the book. You <laughs> are, take it out now. You are side-by-side. Roll side. with it. You are side-by-side with two of the greatest hitters in the game of baseball. Right-hand. Well, one right-hander. Mr. Gehrig had unbelievable numbers, you know, in the 20s and the early 30s. And Jimmy Fox has, you know, been in the Hall of Fame forever, one of the greatest hitters of all time, home runs. That's special, man. And uh, you you ought to be What's interesting to me about it. We should get him some ice cream for that. (laughs) Oh, you've got it all. I already have that. A pork chop from Lockhart's. (laughs) That would work, too. I went with Dollar Pizza today. It was very good. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know the thing that to me when I think about that now that I've heard it for the first time, um, just the separation in time. You know, when you talk about Gehrig, and then you go to 1995, that it hadn't happened in that space in that frame yeah. somewhere along the way. From the 30s to 1995, especially since. especially especially in the time frame um, when I was playing, because look, baseball was so offensive at that time. So yeah, and you had guys. You know, you drove them in, but you had a heck of a, you know, group of guys to drive in uh, right in front of you in that sixth spot uh, in the batting or six or seven there. Seventh spot in the lineup was awesome. Man, Junior, <laughs> Edgar, Jay, Tino. There you go. That was a great group. They, all of them walk 100 off. times a year. Yes. All of them are very good hitters for average, um, you know. And in the, and the neat thing, in the second half of that season, Shannon, um, they started walking Tino to get to me. And that's, that's when my second half is when I did a lot of that damage right. is because they kind of worked their way through the lineup. And then Tino had such a big first half that they stopped pitching to him to pitch to me. And I just seemed like every night, with, because of that lineup, two or three of my at-bats, there were guys in scoring position for me that year. That would be a fun that's one something. to look up what your average and your numbers and OPS were after an intentional walk. Mm, that would be good. Pretty good. Yeah. 
Really good. When Gary finishes up his salad, we'll do that one, too. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Give him time to eat his salad. <laughs> You've got ice cream. He's got yeah. salad. Yeah. We know the good one in here. Uh, how about some fun with some names? Uh, all sorts of good stuff on Twitter today. This one wasn't sent specifically to me, but I saw it earlier today. Jeremy Frank at MLB Random Stats came up with a list of most war by first name in MLB history, whereas if you took all of the Ricks in MLB history and added up their war, what would it be? What name do you think is number one in MLB history in total war? Uh, normally I would go with Hank. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't not a too, lot of them, not though. Not a lot of Hanks, though. <laughs> I'll try Willie. Uh, Willie is uh, individual, John? is number one for individual average war. So good there. Not John. John, Bob. Mike. Mike. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> of course. <laughs> the collective war of Mike's was 1,882. Mm. Joe is second. Jim, Bill, Bob, George, John, Jack, Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, and that's important. And Frank are your top ten. How about your bottom ten? Where's Rick? There's no Rick, Rick. <laughs> your bottom ten at uh, a negative 6.9 war, Johnny, J O N H. I'm sorry, J-O-H-N-N-I-E, Koi, K-O-Y-I-E, and then it's Daryl Skeeter Dud, appropriately, at a negative 4.9 war. Kim, Sport, Peppy, Goldie, Cedric, Peppy? and Kareem. <laughs> I, like, I, like, okay. I, like, I like the Mike's chances of increasing, by the way. Mike Trout? Yep. Oh, that's it. just going to go up. That's a yeah. good point right there. Oh, yep. yeah. All right. So just some fun things that I saw on Twitter and just a really yeah. remarkable. Really very cool. nice. Yeah. Thanks for sharing, Sharon. You're very welcome, and thank you again to Darren for tweeting that at me. Very, very interesting numbers right there.